Second Lieutenant Schmugatelli, I just want to thank you for all the hard work you have done over the last several months. You have shown great initiative and aggressiveness in all the tasks assigned to you. You have made a tremendous impact not only on your troop, but also in the squadron. Your efforts are not going unnoticed. I am not saying by me only. I am saying that your men notice what you do and the professionalism that you exhibit. It is refreshing to see young lieutenants or LTs like you knowing that you are going to be one hell of a leader. Keep it up. Trident six. Welcome to the instinctive influencers podcast, a show where influence becomes one of your tools for success. Now, here are your hosts, Brian Weber and Ed Haley. Hi, I'm Brian. And I am Ed. And this is the Instinctive Influencers Podcast. Yet another week of a great show that we have enjoyed putting together, Ed. I'm pretty excited to to talk about what we're going to get into. We've obviously referred to it before. But before we really get into this show, Ed, I have to say thank you for being my partner in crime. Uh, yeah, Brian, I uh, appreciate that sentiment, and I would like to thank you for uh, getting me to commit to this. I, I enjoy it, and I, and I really appreciate all the support that we get from our, our listeners. So with that audience, uh, those listeners out there, uh, today's show is an Influence Is episode, and Influence Is Gratitude. So you may have thought, well, that sounds a little too scripted, the fact that we would sit there and thank each other, but we never even talked about doing that beforehand, so... And I had to thank my, my one of my best buds. So what we did was this week, Ed has really gotten me into the the idea of reading more of this one website. It's found on Facebook also called The Green Notebook or From The Green Notebook. And I'll tell you, there are some great articles on there. I mean, just really meaningful, deep, thoughtful stuff. Some stuff that's kind of shout more on the shallow end, but you, it's almost like each one you read, you can get a little something out of. Don't you think so, Ed? Yeah, and so first, for our listeners that aren't military, because as soon as you say the green notebook, the military folks know. <laughs> so basically, we get these books, and they're, they're green, they're hardbound. And as leaders in the military, we jot down everything in there. I mean, I've used that thing to jot down, you know, information about my soldiers or taskings that are upcoming suspenses. As I learn a new job, I take notes in one of them. Every level of uh, development school that I've been to, Brian, I still have my green notebooks that I have jotted down notes in class to help me study for exams in. Uh, my sister, who has been out the Army, uh, my sister's been out the Army for quite a while, and she still, I, when I go to her house, I put a bookshelf together for her, and she still has several of her green notebooks from when she was in. So that's where the whole from the green notebook concept came from. It's an excellent tool and it's an excellent website. I have read some awesome articles on there and my wife has too. So it's not just strictly a military thing because my wife has read some and uh, we've discussed them and had some pretty good discussions behind them. That's awesome, brother. And you know what's funny? I was sitting here thinking, I'm like, I remember looking at some, some Amazon pictures one day and I thought I saw green notebooks in there. And sure enough, as you were speaking, I went ahead and did a quick search and they sell the green notebooks on Amazon. So for that, to help the audience understand this, and if they want to, you know, they want to get their own little green notebook that they can't because they're not in the service and they can't go get one from supply. I'm going to go ahead and put some links in the show notes 
just so they can get their own green notebook, you know, and, and then they can start taking their notes in their own little professional green notebook. And I will tell you, audience out there, people do a lot of things with their green notebooks. They have these certain covers they put on them. Some people like to glue uh, patches to the side of them. It's just, it's, it's kind of, if you think about it, it's almost, I don't know what you might think, Ed, but to me, it's almost like one of those unspoken rules of being a leader in the army is to own a green notebook. Yeah, I agree. And so, I mean, I've done everything for, man, I took uh tape, uh, like 100 mile an hour tape or masking tape, and I've taped mine to try to waterproof it a little bit on the outside. Uh, and they just, they take a beating and then, I mean, but they're so useful. And then, you know, every leader, we do the uh, page flip. So you take the corner and you fold the corner down. So you got the little angle and and that's your tabbing system. Those things are so useful and handy. They're absolutely actually. I just took a note and I'm gonna have to send a green notebook to my brother myself. My wife also, she works for the uh for the uh exchange on post and she has a green notebook. And when she was training to be a manager, that's what she takes her notes in, that's what she writes her schedule in. So uh she has a green notebook. <laughs> uh, very cool. Awesome. Yeah, I know like I it's funny, you can find them at the uh I didn't know if you realize you can find them at the PX too, the post exchange. They have them there in the, in the, uh, in the aisle for office supplies and stuff. So I, I thought that was kind of cool, but yeah, but I definitely, I'll make sure I add that in the link. So I can get them there when I retire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when we retire, but okay. So the whole point of today's show really is about gratitude. Um, and it's, it's taking basically a look at two different articles that Ed found one article and I found the other article and it's crazy. They mesh pretty much perfectly together. Now it also looks like the author is actually the same for each. So it kind of works out best for us. Each article, the first one is one that we've talked about before. Ed actually spoke about it on a pod on one of the episodes, not too long ago the leadership lessons our parents taught us. The second one is actually titled the quarterback, the coach, and the CEO, the art of gratitude. And what we want to do is we want to take a deeper, a little bit deeper look at just gratitude in general through these articles and what what's given in them. Because I mean, the information's really good. I, I, I really enjoyed it. All righty. <laughs> leadership lessons. Your, our parents taught us is not to chew with your mouth shut. I mean, that is a thing, but that's not what we're talking about today. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. So right off the bat, let's, uh, let's get into this. Let me read this, uh, this first little paragraph we got here. When I first started learning to talk, my parents taught me an important lesson about great leadership. They taught me to be gracious. Whenever someone did something nice for me, they would look down at me and ask, what do you say? I would reply, thank you. I don't think my experience is much different from that of other leaders when they were children. Somehow, though many of us discarded this lesson, we quit being gracious along the way and started expecting people to do for us without saying thank you in return. When we fail to exhibit gratitude, those who work for us take that as thanklessness and our organizations suffer. When people aren't happy, they start to give less and less to the organization. They no longer want to buy into the mission. You know, Ed, that does speak a lot about the whole idea of that extreme ownership that we've talked about also, where if we're showing this gratitude, 
people you you want people to want to be there. I, I matter of fact, just this week, um, I had to sit down with I was who was I talking with? Oh, I was talking with the chaplain. He came by to talk to me about something in my office, and you know, we closed the door and we had a discussion. Um, and it was about how the organization's doing, you know, thus far since I've arrived, and then also the commander arrived. And one of the things that we had talked about that I found to be kind of informing or, or kind of important was that I told him I wanted to see the organization where people want to show up every day and not only want to show up, but want to show up and are happy to be there. So I'm, I'm sure you've been in organizations where, you you know, you drive to work and then you sit in your car and then you got to you got to like pump yourself up. You got to take a deep breath to go in. That's not what I want as a uh, as a leader. I don't want my people to feel that feeling. That's a terrible feeling when you got to. All right, here we go. Like that's that's not the, the, you know, the impact you want. You want them to come to work and want to be at work. I got it. You know, certain things we do in the military, if it's raining, snowing, whatever, and we know we're getting ready to go to the range, it's really hard to sell that as making you want to be here today because it's going to be miserable. But there's also ways to be to turn that into a positive. You can really if you get creative. But I think if you show them your appreciation, they they understand that, you know, what they're doing is important and, and that makes them want to be there. I know exactly what you, you're talking about, too, with the whole you're literally sitting in your car and you're like, oh, man, I don't want to be here today. And then you're like, ah, well, I guess I got to do it. Got to get this done. And it's almost like you're counting down the minutes to when you get to go to lunch and then you're counting down the minutes to when you get to leave for the day. And I've been in the other organizations where it's like the whole day just zoomed by. And I'm like, what happened to the day? And I, I enjoyed working there. I enjoyed the people I was around. I constantly felt like I was in constant movement. And when I had to leave that, that organization or that organization ended, I was actually sad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so a lot of it plays on the culture. And I know we've talked about doing an episode about um, about culture and work and stuff in the workplace. Well, even where we were before, like depending on the current culture, uh, where we worked before some days that was me. I was like, Oh, I do not want to do this. And then at the end, it was very much, I loved what I was doing at the end. And it, I really was not, uh, I was excited because I was going to Europe, but I wasn't excited to leave the organization because I had, I had a great boss, right? The two people they brought in to replace me and the other guy, they were awesome. I loved working with them. If he could have had a three-person team with the three of us and that boss, man, that would have been the ideal situation in that organization for me. And then, you know, and I, you got to move on. But I, I I felt like I was appreciated because the ninja, the bearded ninja, he, he let you know he appreciated. Now, he might not come out and say, hey, thank you for everything you do. But he his words and actions did say it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it, I mean, it's different. And and you know what? It And it may not always be the organization, too. It may be the people you work with. Because I can tell you, you know, that last organization we were a part of, that you and I were a part of, uh, I felt like my my um, my stress level would get a little bit higher, and then it would drop down. It would get higher, and it drop down. But, I, you know, I had these waves of movement. And I enjoyed what we did. Like, 
our overall mission, I loved it. I really did. But there were just times where I was just like, come on, you know, I'm, I, I felt like I was, you know, things were just getting overwhelming and learned how to deal with it. But the key thing was, was like, for instance, the ninja, he got myself and Ethan calendars and they're, they're like, uh, they're, uh, those, you know, those desk calendars where each day you rip one off and it tells you something new. Yeah. And it was like the national day of whatever calendars. And we each got one. He, but he took the time and he thought, well, how I know my friend, cause, and that's, I think he would consider me his friend. My friend's about to go away and he's about to leave his family for a little while and they're going to be separated. So maybe we, I can give them a way to stay connected. And the fact that he did that, it made me feel like he was saying, thank you. Now he it, and he said thank you. I think different times to us, and obviously we, we gave it back to him. But it was it was that small gesture. It wasn't. I mean, it wasn't like he went out and spent a whole bunch of money. He got us two calendars because he wanted to see a family to continue to connect. And sure enough, I can tell you right now, what I love is when I get those messages from him. Actually, it was funny. I just sent him a message about something the other day, and he's like, "I haven't heard from you in a while. What's going on?" Because I hadn't I hadn't messaged him in a while. But it made me feel good because it almost like, wow, you know, he, he does want to hear from me, you know. Um, and it was it it was that whole thank you type thing. And I, I just I, I don't know how to explain it, but it, it makes you feel good about the people you're around and you want to be a part of your life. Yeah. And then, I mean, some people, they appreciate stuff like so let's talk about George. Right. And we've talked about maybe having George as a as a. Um, as an interview eventually. So George, when he got there, right. And he went through the training program. This is one of the very first. So I, I worked with George for a few months, but this is one of those moments when I was like, that is a great individual. Yes. Uh, he was trained by, uh, he was trained by Cortez, right. Mm -hmm. You know, at the end of his training, when he got certified, he got a mug and it was engraved, I believe, or maybe it was Woodburn. He got a mug and gave to Cortez to show his appreciation for him and what he trained him to do and how he trained him. Absolutely. That to me is a great individual. And, and if I'm Cortez and I know Cortez appreciated it, like the feeling like, wow, I, I just did my job really, but this is how much he appreciated what I did, mm -hmm. man, to me, that's, that's a relationship that's off and running, man. I remember that. I remember that specifically because, uh, you know, obviously my office was in that hallway. And I remember Cortez saying something to me about, oh, you wouldn't believe it. This is the first time this has ever happened. One of the guys that I trained to be an instructor, he gave me a gift as a thank you. You know, and that's that's just one of those small tokens of appreciation. So let's let me uh, let me continue on a little bit real quick here of what what this has to say in this this uh, amazing article. But when we take those simple steps to say thank you, the benefits are worth far more than the minimal effort it takes to say those words. For instance, graciousness puts people in a good mood. And good moods can help our organizations grow and excel. As Daniel Goleman writes in Emotional Intelligence, why it can matter more than IQ. Hold on, let me back up a second. Daniel Goleman writes... In emotional intelligence. We've talked about that before, haven't we, Ed? That's, I'm pretty sure that's a, an episode. Maybe done a whole episode on that. And I'm actually reading a book right now about it. Yeah, I mean, because it's almost like you can never get enough of, uh, what do they call that? 
lifelong lifelong learning absolutely right so um in this book he writes good moods while they last enhance the ability to think flexibly and with more complexity thus making it easier to find solutions to problems whether intellectual or interpersonal and i can tell you i i personally can tell you that usually when i'm happy and i'm i'm with a group of people that i like like you and the ninja that's when the the creative juices were flowing and and we've talked about it multiple times where we would sit there in our little huddle group and we would discuss this and we would say okay well if we try to do this and then we try to do that you know how will this all work oh i know we could do this yeah yeah that's a good idea well what about this oh yeah i love that that's great let's try that you know and that's what we did to enhance the organization we were a part of but we enjoyed it together and we were in good moods while we were t- most of the time while we were talking about these things yeah, so I'm very much a guy <clears throat> whose mood is driven by who I surround myself with, too. So like you said, I, I could be in a meeting with a bunch of people. I really like. So when I used to go to meetings with um, uh, Richard, right, at that organization, because mm-hmm. I knew he was a clown, I loved sitting next to him, though, because he always put me in a better mood because he was just and his humor was so different so who you surround yourself can drive that mood especially somebody who appreciates what you do for them and you appreciate what you know and it's a mutual thing <laughs> it's funny he brought up richard i like i used to like to call him g money um he sent me an email not too long ago and literally it said i still have access to your calendar wow you need to spread some of that out or something like that. It was hilarious. And I'm like, out of the blue, I just, I was like, why is, why is he sending me an email? And then I read it and I was like, oh, okay. And I left him, I actually left him on my email. I didn't delete him. I deleted some other people, but I was like, yeah, I'll let him keep my calendar, whatever. It's not that important. <laughs> <laughs> but he was, you're right. Rich was one of those, he's one of those guys. He, he still is one of those guys. Cause actually he lives just down the road from my wife. Um, He's one of those guys that it's like, I still want to stay connected to that person. I loved his attitude. I loved, I loved conversating with, I mean, you know, sometimes he would, you know, he would be grumpy about things, but he always seemed to have a good attitude. And then his wife on top of that, like the two of them, they were two, they're two peas in a pod. They're perfect for each other. Yes. Um, yes. But <laughs> it never seemed, it never seemed like they were just, they were complainers or anything like that. They would try to bring you down, you know, that, they often brought you up with their attitudes or their their uh, their get up and go. And man, Rich, he was so smart. Dang. Yes, and she was too. She, I like so I liked her because I appreciated her humor too. Uh, actually, I have a TV here that they won at uh, the Christmas party that they didn't want because they had TVs all over the house already, and they gave it to uh, they gave it to my wife. It's actually the TV we have in our room. <laughs> that's funny and why are you sending me pictures of food <laughs> <laughs> oh somebody went to the bakery and now i have pictures of food in front of me i'm starving because i didn't eat my lunch yet that's okay i got it and yes i did thank my wife i thanked her and told her how much i appreciate her going to the bakery that's awesome yeah definitely all right so let's uh let's continue on with this what this has to say on this uh with this uh, article because I mean I felt like that was that was some really good stuff about good moods but there's more to go over the years I've noticed that the bosses who say thank you on a regular basis have subordinates who are willing to go the extra mile to accomplish the mission 
In contrast, those who fail to be gracious must constantly push their organizations to excel. They don't have commitment. They have compliance. Oh my goodness. That makes so. They don't have commitment. They have compliance. They don't have people who are committed to the, the actual organization and their mission, what they need to do. They, all they have is people that are saying, yes, I'll get that done and I'm going to go home after I'm done because they don't, they don't really want to be there. I can tell you, and I'll tell you, man, and, and it's not, we're, and we're going to talk about, uh, you know, the gratitude and it being, and it being actually not being fake because I will tell you each week I, I try to thank the formation like as a whole thank them for being such hard workers and doing a great job because at the level that they're, a lot of them are performing um, at the, you know, you look at the grade level or the, the rank level that are, that's in my formation. And you look at the, the level they're performing at, I'm, I'm often shocked um, that they're able to get some of the things done because some of this, and it's not because I don't, it's never because I don't think they're smart enough. It's because they're dealing with things that would be dealt with for somebody who's seasoned. Who understands it? No, instead, what they do is they ask the question about like, hey, um, I've got to do this. What's the kind of a direction to go with this or something like that? And then you give them direction and they get after it. But I make sure to say thank you to the group. Or every time I see someone, you know, we talk about, we talk, we mentioned it before. Uh, hey, how you doing? Happy to see you today. Hey, thank you. You know, and all that back and forth constantly or mm-hmm. just a pat on the back. Say, hey, thanks for, you know, thanks for all the hard work you do. It, sooner or later, and I heard it once before, and I think I've mentioned on the show, um, I heard it, if you keep saying it, or you think you're saying it too much, then you're not saying it enough. And I, I couldn't agree more with that. What do you think, man? I do. I do also think, though, Brian, it's important it's genuine, too. Yes. Listen, these guys, these these people we work with, these soldiers, whatever, I know they are smart. And if you're not genuine, and it's, you're just paying them lip service with your thank yous, they're going to pick up on it so fast. And now mm-hmm. it's having the reverse uh, impact from what you wanted to. But yeah, no, it's so I, you already, I already told you, that's a big thing for me is to try to speak to people and let them know, hey, I appreciate it. Appreciate um, what you do. I have a platoon star right now. And, you know, she's got people who's senior to her in the formation and, you know, if they give her a hard time or whatever, I make sure, though, because I'm trying to counter them doing that by telling her, hey, I really appreciate you helping me with X, Y, Z or, hey, thanks for the heads up on this. You, you know, hey, I appreciate what you're doing for us. I know it's not easy because it's it's a it's not her full time gig. She still has to do a regular job. This is like an additional thing. So it, but that boosts that relationship with her, too. Right. And it builds that. We talk about leadership capital, but I would argue that this is actually built kind of a social capital too, right? Because she is my peer. When I need something too, it, it, she's more likely to be like, hey, sorry, Haley, you know, hey, absolutely, I got you or whatever it is. So you're building not just leadership capital, but you're building a little social capital in there too. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and it's just, I mean, it comes down to, you know, understanding that, you know, how people interact. We Because we talk about, and just above, we talk about the emotional intelligence piece. Well, sometimes these these thank yous, they can seem almost robotic. Um, and if, or if we don't engage somebody, like you actually, and that's, it's it's like reading them and knowing, like knowing something about them, for instance. You don't just use it. You actually have to engage them on that and then ask them follow-up questions on it 
And then when you're done with a conversation, one of the best, one of the best things I, that I have learned and that I continue to try to use is, well, hey, thank you very, you know, even if like, say if it's a good thing or a bad thing, no matter what, hey, well, thank you very much for your service. I'm really, I'm, I'm really proud of you. And, and I really appreciate everything you do for this organization. Something like that. Yeah. Man, it goes miles. Yeah. Have you ever, Brian, so here's my question. Have you ever had somebody say, hey, thank you. And that's it. I, I would have to say so, but I don't know if it was, uh, it, you know, to me, it's not something that usually stands out. Usually it's a conversation and then it's a, it's a thank you. And that's usually the ones I remember the most. Yeah. It's just weird because like sometimes people will be like, and this is what they would pick your subordinates are going to pick up on or, you know, when you say, Hey, thank you. Like I've had soldiers turn around and go for what? Like, what, what, what did I do? I didn't do anything. Right. Yeah. But when you start naming that specific thing oh yeah like if you see the soldier who picks the trash up in the parking lot walking into the building hey thanks for picking that trash up that's awesome okay now you're paying attention it's not just some generic thank you it's a specific thank you and then that helps um so you i know that you you do thank people and you show gratitude a lot well you're in charge of a pretty big size organization so what kind of impact do you think that has on the sphere of your, your influence and in organization by doing that? Like, what do you think some of the positives are to it? What do I think the positives are? Well, I, I don't know. It's just maybe they want me around too, because I'm not like just some grumpy old guy that makes them pick up trash when I, they see it on the ground type thing. Instead, I'm, you know, I'm engaging. And then also I'm showing that I'm, I'm thankful for them or I have grat- I'm grateful for, you know, who, who they are. Um, and funny thing you ask, we're about to do, uh, we're about to do our command climate survey, uh, and the commander and I, we kind of sat there and we talked over, uh, the, we talked over the questions because you, you have to select so many questions of this and so many questions of that. And, and you just kind of, you know, basically you tailor it to, cause you want to see what's going on in your organization. For those of you who have, uh, never dealt with something like this. You may have done something like this if you say you're a civilian in the civilian sector. But in the Army, when we do a command climate, normally what happens is when the commander takes over command after about 90 days, they do a command climate because they want to know what the climate is within their organization. Now, some call them like, I don't know, like uh, organizational surveys or whatever to, to just understand how everything's going. But you ask certain questions like a question could be as simple, you know, it could be a yes or no, or it could be rated like from good to bad, you know, through a number scheme, or it could be, the question could be like, do you trust that your commander will take care of issues that you bring up? Yes or no. And, or, or it's actually usually a, more of a scale, you know, uh, one through whatever type thing or agree, strongly agree, neutral, disagree, strongly disagree. That's absolutely the scale right there. As I just did one. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. But, but we're, you know, and we selected specific questions and it's funny, you know, that we're, that you asked me that because some of the questions that I helped him select, he selected questions and then he said, hey, out of these ones, which ones do you like? Um, I said, you know what, maybe this one and this one, because I want to see if some of our actions that we have been taking, we purposely are doing with an organization to kind of to create to foster a positive and climate, uh, a positive climate. I want I want to see if they're taking place, you know. And we're only we're only doing a, a certain group of people for this command climate, and it's it's basically E one through E six because at the same time we're doing ours, there's going to be a, a higher level one, and we're they're going to use the seniors for the higher level one. Um, 
which I think it's going to work out well uh, after talking with our EO guy. But it's it, you mentioned that, and I thought to myself, oh, man, you know what? I wish you would ask me this after the command climate's over, and then I could give you honest feedback. Ah, yeah. Yeah, because so you explained it kind of to the listeners. At the end of all this, what happens is those results of the survey come back and the equal opportunity folks take a look at it. And if there's anything that's kind of like a red flag or alarming, like we're a little bit shocked by this, they bring that to the commander's attention. And then the commander then develops his plan for uh, addressing it, looking into it, how to fix it, things like that. So it's, it is a good tool when it's taken seriously. Cause I've, I've read results sometimes and the, they don't take them seriously, but when those things are taken serious, they're a good, um, a good tool. We just had ours. And I mean, some of the stuff was like, uh, very lower level concerns. It was a battalion one. So it wasn't really a battalion level concern. I, when we did ours, but there was some good feedback, like some real genuine concerns about, you know, like the new army uh, physical fitness testing and stuff like that. So those things are useful and, and they do, they, they let you know if people, cause let's be honest, uh, discrimination could still be happening in your organization. I want to know that, you know, if 20% of my respondents say, Hey, they've experienced discrimination. And that's when the commander has to step in and say, Whoa, we need to look at this. Why? How? But I was just curious because we're talking about gratitude, Brian. And I just I just know you as a person that you're very gracious and you're very quick to thank people for helping you with anything. It could be small stuff like, uh, you know, uh, helping you tie your bike down in the back of your truck. And, and you're still going to thank a person for that. And I just want to know, like, as a senior level leader with a large pool, what kind of impact you've seen. So maybe we'll revisit that on the show one day as a kind of rabbit hole just to see how the command climate went. Oh, I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait. That'll be great. You know, just to kind of talk about it a little bit. And I hope there, well, I'll let you know how the results are just in case, because maybe, <laughs> maybe something we don't want to talk about. I've seen that before too. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, we've, we've, uh, we've experienced it together. Matter of fact, I know we have. Yes, we did. I, I was the equal opportunity person at the time. That's right. Yeah. Wait, wait, was, hold on. I got to back up though. Is that, was that when you, we were together um, at the academy or no, was it? Before that. Would that have been when we were at the other, oh, the other organization. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That totally makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So let me continue on with what this article has to say. And then we'll jump into these little three uh, areas that kind of help us guide towards using gratitude and whatnot. All right, so right here it says, saying thank you is also good for the person saying it. Research suggests that being grateful improves our overall well-being. As leaders, our mood determines the quality of the decisions we make, and our organizations will mimic our behavior. So if we're emotionally or mentally closed off, our organization will be too. By taking the time to say thank you, showing gratitude towards our subordinates, we're setting the tone for how the rest of the organization operates. I sit here and read it, and I know somebody's done the right research for it and whatnot, but when you read it, it's like, wow, yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly how it is, you know? It, it's almost like it's reassuring things that we already kind of know, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, this goes into uh, when we talk about emotional intelligence. This is uh, this is where the self awareness becomes super key because eventually you want to be able to recognize that your mood, what effect it has on your decisions and and things of that nature, and you only get that through reflection. I think we talked about that once before too, but through reflection you get to understand. Okay, when I'm in this mood. You know, my tendency is to stray this way. I need to bring it back, which is now self-management, and make better decisions. So that's that's crucial because whatever decisions we make, our organization is going to roll off that behavior. So when you you have that kind of impact, and then you know, more uh, responsibility, the more rank we get, our impact is even greater. You know, for me, I'm in an office. You know, I'm in a platoon or a section of nineteen. But the platoon sergeant, she has 90. So that's 90 people that she's got in her sphere of influence directly. I have indirectly that, but I have 19 directly. So you can see it just grows. And then you got second, third order uh, ripple effects. Yeah, exactly. And and to me, that's kind of like one of those things where if you're feeling good and they're feeling good, you'll notice the day, like I said before, the days go by much faster and it's almost like you look forward to coming back the next time. You know, if you notice it, like the good, it's a, that feel good feeling. You may get it like when you go to the gym, right? And you want to keep going because you enjoy that feeling. And that's what you're trying to do. People, people may frown upon the idea that, oh, well, why are you always trying to connect things to feelings? Well, how we feel and the chemical makeup of our body, and you'll read it if you read anything by Daniel Goldman with emotional intelligence too. But the chemical makeup of our body and how we feel or how we go about things to make us feel a certain way truly affects our behaviors, our actions upon those behaviors. I mean, just there's just so much there. But I can't get too far into it because <laughs> I like to – I'd love for us to start talking about basically how we can show gratitude. So right off the bat, Ed, why don't you give us that first one and then and tell us about something about that, that – uh, that note you read earlier. So on this one, Brian, we kind of hinted at it uh, throughout the the early part of this episode, but say thank you and be specific. Remember we talked about a generic thank you is not the same, going to have that same kind of, uh, of effect as naming something specific. What are you thankful for? So let them know hey, exactly why are you thankful and it could be, so right now there's a young sergeant that's working on a presentation for something that we're planning, and she is working hard on that. So if I'm the sergeant major, right, who put her on that tasking, then I'm going to tell her, hey, you worked really hard on those slides and on developing this plan. It's And it is some kind of a training event. You know, hey, I appreciate that. That's a great job. And then in the Army, you know, what we like to do for appreciation as sergeant majors Maybe he gives her a coin, a coin of excellence, which in the army, everybody, these senior guys, they have coins or girls, uh, they have coins and it's a way to recognize excellence on the spot. But that's also still showing some gratitude, right? Mm-hmm. So the card was written by, uh, was one that the author received. He was working in operations and he was an executive officer of an organization when he had those roles, he kept these thank you cards in his desk. And if someone worked their, you know, worked hard 
or when they when they were moved to another assignment or within the organization or when they left, he would give them these thank you cards, thanking them for what they did at the organization. So kind of like Brian said, thank you for your service to the organization. Thank you for whatever. And he would write these notes out and give them to these people as they were leaving. And so that that note that I read is one he actually received when he was a young lieutenant. He received it from one of his early or um, he received it from his first squadron troop commander is what he says. Right. And if you listen to that note, I mean, I just want to say thank you for all the hard work you have done over the last several months. Like very specific. This is what I'm thanking you for. He acknowledges the impact he's had in that note. And then he even says, I'm not saying by me only, or your efforts are not going unnoticed. I'm not saying by me only. I'm saying that your men notice what you do and the professionalism that you exhibit. So when you have something like that, you know, it it just, the impact of that, Brian. So I remember when I made Sergeant First Class, I got a lot of notes of congratulations from Sergeant's Major, but there was one that was actually hand written it wasn't something that was printed and they just rubber stamped their name on it was handwritten after i got promoted and i moved offices i only had the handwritten one hanging from my cork board in my office because it meant more to me because it was he took the time to write that now maybe his secretary wrote it right but the point is the message was that he hand wrote that not print it stamp it send it so that was one of the things but yeah and be specific be specific like that you see in the uh and what i read to open the show absolutely so what are your thoughts brian on 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 this technique because i actually like this thank you card idea and if i'm ever in a position with subordinates i actually thought about using something like this and it's cheaper than coins <laughs> no it is and and I'm, like well the way i see it uh there's to me there's different levels of or not levels because i think it's all the same but i think there's different ways to approach people right because some people do like interaction they do like that interaction i've mentioned it before and i'll put it in the show notes real good book by gary chapman it's the five language of work appreciation love that book it's a very short read you can pretty much read it in one day um not a lot of chapters it's just but it goes over the the many steps but like you said yeah like some people like that you you kept on the cork board you know i've got one that's i've got one that's framed it's in a box at the house now it's at the house because i didn't want to bring all those stuff with me but i guarantee you when i have an office back when i'm back in the states i have office that particular one's good that one that's framed is going to be up so people can see it because I truly feel good about that one. And then you you mentioned the coins, which I wanted to mention. I'm going to mention that one a little bit later, more about coins, awards, just giving people time off. I've seen that. Like I've actually, I've done that. Hey, thanks for all that hard work today. Listen, take the rest of the day off. Don't come back after lunch. I, I know you've done it. I've enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah. I've enjoyed being yeah. told that. Don't come back. But it's just, you know, it's definitely, um, I would, what's that? That was feedback. I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think I think what happened is is because you're eating whatever Danish you are, and you keep turning off your microphone. <laughs> I'm finished. <laughs> oh, whatever. All right. So with this, let me move back to. Let, we're going to move on to the next one, but I want to link this one. We said earlier when we started, there was two articles we were primarily pulling from from the Green Notebook. Um, the second article is actually it's called "The Quarterback, the Commander, and the CEO." Now, the 
letter that Ed read earlier in the opening of the show, and then he just discussed, that is the art. That's showing the gratitude from the commander. And really, this is kind of revolving around that whole notes and whatnot. And and then I, I do really like that. I think I'm gonna actually gonna I'm gonna test it out and look at it. So, but with this next one, this is the next point of how to show good gratitude. Be honest. Don't fake it. Mm. Sincerity counts. Don't say thank you if you don't mean it. If you're of the mindset that it's that person's job and you shouldn't thank them, try to put yourself in their shoes. What sacrifices did they make to complete that task? Did they struggle to overcome some knowledge gap because of their lack of experience? Think about how much better you would feel if someone appreciated your work. Mm. And oh, man, <laughs> I, could, I couldn't state you know, that any better because it is. Yeah. When you have somebody who has a, like a knowledge gap and they don't understand something um, and you're able to kind of thank them for it, you'll, you'll see I don't know. You'll see more gratitude back from them too. It's kind of like a give and take type thing. But what I wanted to link this to the other one was uh, there's actually in that. So the quarterback, the commander and the CEO, the art of gratitude, the quarterback he speaks of is actually Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning, uh, great NFL player. He played for the university of Tennessee. Um, I would say he's number two, right behind the best of all time. The goat Jim Punkett. What? no, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not at all. Um, but I want to read what they, I want to read what they have in that article real quick, and then we're going to talk about it. Uh, it. Says Peyton Manning also learned the impact of a note firsthand in a 2011 Los Angeles Times article. He said, "I remember when I got my first handwritten letter from Bobby Bowden telling me he enjoyed watching me play. Boy, it had an impact on me. He took the time to write that letter. I knew it wasn't from his assistant. Throughout his career, Manning wrote notes to coaches." teammates, fans, and retiring players. He said he learned the practice from his mom, who made him and his brothers write notes to thank relatives for gifts. Basically, what Peyton said is, you know, one of the things he learned was from his mom, but he felt like when he received that one from Bobby Bowden early on, that it really, it kind of really resonated with him. And it just goes to show, it doesn't matter what level performer or where you are in what you do. It doesn't matter. Anyone, you know, you could be, you know, we, we remember, if you remember correctly, uh, not too long ago, we talked about being the janitor. I think it would be okay if somebody gave the janitor a handwritten note or vice versa. The janitor said thank you to the children. Maybe you were a janitor at a school. said thank you to the children for doing all the hard work of keeping the playground clean so he didn't have to do it as much. I mean, it could be so many things, you know. So it doesn't really matter what level it is or where it's coming from, just as long as the gratitude is being shown. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think I talked about an episode where I had a former student actually write me an email. He found himself in the middle of a question of integrity while he was at the academy and working with John Rogers. We figured out that, you know, it was an innocent mistake and it wasn't. We weren't going to dismiss him from the course, but months later, he actually wrote me a thing and said, hey, thank you for, you know, believing in me and believing that I had enough integrity that I did not do that. It meant a lot to me. And I used that as a leader. To me, Brian, I was on cloud nine that I said, hey, check this out, uh, uh, Ninja. Hey, look what I got. You know, I want to show. You know what I mean? Like, I was impressed by that, which, by the way, I, I ran into one of our former students yesterday at dinner. Uh, <laughs> but it meant a lot to me that they they have that impre- appreciation. So, I mean, we're looking at our side. So here's the question. 
you're the first sergeant, right? What if a soldier did come up to you and say, hey, hey, first sergeant, thank you for leading this company. Hey, first sergeant, thank you for, you know, teaching me this. Like, how would that make Brian feel at a senior? Because they're skipping several letters of levels of leadership to thank you specifically, uh, you know, for, for what you do. How would that impact Brian? So, Ed, it's funny you asked me that um, because I can actually tell you from firsthand experience that it has already happened. All right. Uh, last week I had a soldier. This just this week, actually, I had a soldier had an emergency with a family. I mean, I'm not going to say who it is, but the family had some things happen and it was pretty drastic. And then basically your grandfather passed away. And I can tell you, like, I, I talked to her multiple times about it. You know, every time I seen her, I bring it up and I, and I said, you listen, and, and, you know, I told you I have a religious background. Um, and I told her, I said, I don't know if you have a religion or anything, but I just want to let you know, I'm praying for the, you know, your family and that they get through this. And she said, thank you. And she said, but thank you for all that you're doing to kind of support me and help me. And I'll tell you what that, you know, that's the moment where I know me as a person, not as first sergeant or as just a non-commissioned officer or just as a soldier, but as a person, I truly feel like I'm doing the right things. That's when I know it. So when you said that, that's that's how I know, man. Like I know when they if if they come back with a thank you to me, and believe me, you know I am. Any any soldier in the formation is more than more than welcome to approach me about anything because I will talk to them about it. But that that right there, that strikes a chord, man. How about you? How about you? You know when when uh, Big Sage Big Sage gets thanked. Yeah, I mean, it's it feels weird, first of all, uh, but it does. It makes you feel good. I'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you, Brian. That's one of the things that makes it hard to retire because when you get those opportunities, when you have an impact on a young life, and when they thank you and they acknowledge it, and you're like, man, that felt so great. Like it's almost like you're addicted to that dopamine that you get from that. Um, yeah, that's one of the things that plays into the difficulty for me. And saying, all right, I'm going to retire because am I ever going to impact as many lives as I do now? It's it's strange and it could be a little bit selfish, uh, especially my wife would agree. It's probably selfish because, you know, she's probably ready for me to retire. But <clears throat> all right, maybe not in Europe. She's not ready for me to retire because she's <laughs> loving this Europe thing. But it is one of those things that we as leaders look at and go like. Am I going to, I'm going to miss that. I'm going to miss that 22 year old say, Hey, I, I really, you know, appreciate you being me. So for your example, being there when my grandfather passed, like, so it, it's, it feels great. I think it makes me understand why I'm in the military mm -hmm. and why I want to be a non-commissioned officer. At least for me, that's why. Definitely. All right. So let's talk about, let's, uh, let's get into this third one, man. Let's see. Let's see what we got here. Alrighty. Oh, I like this one. <laughs> when appropriate, go public. In their book, Taking the Guide On, which is a military-ish book, but bear with us. Allen and Burgess recommend recognize the individuals in front of the formation. Not only does this instill a sense of pride in the individual, but it also demonstrates what behavior you want from the rest of the organization. This also works for staff meetings or briefs. Thanking a staff officer for a great brief in front of the staff will show others what you value as a leader. I can tell you, I've actually seen some senior leadership 
like I'm talking general officer type stuff. And a captain will finish briefing and he'll say, Hey, thank you for that briefing. That was really good. Well done. It seems so like just kind of like, eh, at the moment, but that captain's not thinking that this is a general officer. This is like cream of the crop, top guys make or break. Yeah. And he's saying, Hey, thank you. Um, Mm -hmm. And then for our listeners who aren't military, Hey, my wife, again, she works for the exchange system and she got an award. Well, guess what? They did it in front of the other employees of the store. Uh, They'll also do it at like their Christmas party. They'll recognize stuff, you know, bring people up and recognize, Hey, and then they read the award, which we in the military read our awards. And there's a reason behind it because in the award, it's going to say that this award is being awarded for outstanding uh, performance during the command inspections or for my wife. I think it was during inventories. You know what I mean? So they're telling them her outstanding performance during the inventory. And here's how we're showing our gratitude. And they'll give them like a gift card and a certificate. So when you have an organization, there's nothing wrong with that. We have all these meetings and we spend so much time in meetings, wasting time. And we're going to talk about that on uh, an upcoming book episode. We're going to talk about wasting time in meetings. But all right. Well, if you're going to waste time in meetings already, why not take five minutes to bring up some staff and recognize that staff? When you and I were at the academy. Yeah, everybody was like, oh, the birthdays, oh, the anniversaries. I thought it was great. I thought it was good to bring us up and say, hey, let's all wish happy birthday to these people for this month. Um, When our civilians reach milestones in their career, let's bring up Mr. Al and thank him for his 35 years of federal service. That's like a 20 year career and then 15 years as a civilian. That's a significant accomplishment. So why not recognize Mm -hmm. them, you know, and let them know, because if you think about it, the commandant said what? I really appreciate everything you do down there in the S4 section for this academy. So go public praise. What's the old saying, Brian? Praise in public. Punish in private. Yeah. I think it really ties into what is also within that, that article I was talking about with the, the quarterback, the commander and the CEO, the art of gratitude, because now it's the CEO. And when you think about this, then you'll be like, okay, that makes sense when it comes to public. But Doug Cunnett, the CEO responsible for Campbell's soups turnaround also used handwritten notes to connect with his employees In a 2011 HBR article, he wrote, Believe it or not, I have sent roughly 30,000 handwritten notes to employees like Patty over the last decade, from maintenance people to senior executives. I let them know that I am personally paying attention and celebrating their accomplishments. I send handwritten notes, too, because well over half of our associates don't use a computer. I also jump on any opportunities to write it to people who are partner with our company anytime I meet with them. It's the least you can do for people who do things to help your company and industry. On the face of it, writing handwritten notes may seem like a waste of time, but in my experience, they build goodwill and lead to higher productivity. Now, I'm going to read this last part, and this last part is where I got the whole going public because this is what happened, and this is talk about Doug. When he was hospitalized years later in a terrible car accident, employees and friends flooded his hospital room with handwritten notes. He wrote years later that these letters of encouragement aided in his speedy recovery. That to me, that just that that right there is exactly what it's about, right? 
he he basically he was doing all these good things for people and trying to let them know that he notices how well they're doing things and whatnot. And then when it came time that he was injured and he was hospitalized, those same people who may or may not still worked for him, they turned around and they sent him tons of handwritten notes. And then he stated it as he wrote years later that that is what helped him with his speedy recovery. And the reason I can tell you, the reason is just like earlier, the speedy recovery came through because the the right chemicals were pumping through his body, making him feel good and, and letting him know that there are people behind him. Uh, I mean, you, somebody who's very depressed, very down, they tend to take on illnesses easier and all that stuff because their body's just kind of almost giving up because they have a give up, a give up attitude. Well, you could say that for the opposite too. I know recently I saw something about Pat Sajak, not Pesa, I'm sorry, Alex Trebek, Alex Trebek from Jeopardy. And he had gotten cancer and he's fighting that cancer. But he had a re- he even put out a public message on the internet and he was very gracious about everything and, and how people were supporting him in this. And he was thanking everyone and he was very happy and he was positive. And sure enough, I just saw something the other day, I want to say, that says that he was in remission. And I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. That's the positive, the power of positivity. It is leaps and bounds over other just regular generic junk. I told that to the formation just the other day. We had a little uh, little safety brief, end of the week type thing. And I told them, listen, do good things. Good things equal to good things. Bad things usually equal to bad things. So keep doing good things. Keep positive, And I promise you that positivity is going to spread like wildflowers. Yeah, no, that's true. And actually, so the Alex Trebek story, good Canadian guy there. Uh, Alex Trebek story actually reminded me. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a wrestling guy. Uh, and the wrestler, Roman Reigns, who is Dwayne Johnson's cousin, he had leukemia and it came back. He had it. It went he went in remission. It came back. And it, he went into remission again. He came back to wrestling. And the very first night he returned, he went out the, to the audience and he said the outpouring of support and, and everything has been amazing from the fans. And I'm here because of you. And then he said, I just want to thank all my fans for all the letters, the cards, the flowers. So very public and, and, and a, a shotgun to a lot of people. But he at least showed his gratitude to those fans, you know, while he was battling leukemia. And he's still in remission. But that, that's what Alex Trebek's story kind of reminded me of, is him coming out the very first night and being like, hey, I, I, I'm in remission, y'all. I think that's exactly how he said it, actually. But um, And then thanking the audience. So it, it does have an impact. It has an impact knowing you have that support. And then these are people that he's never met, but you know they still support him. And he's like, hey, I, I am so thankful for what y'all did for me. Absolutely. And so let's let's look at it two ways then. If somebody came out and thanked a bunch of people like that, they're probably going to continue to get support, right? And they're going to be continuously successful in a sense. Or let's go to the opposite side. What if somebody come out and said, yep, I did all this by myself. Um, no thanks to any of you. Um, it was all me. I basically just, that's kind of like how most how most heels on wrestling are, right? Uh, but yeah, I was gonna say that that's a character then. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, like I did this all by myself. No one helped me, and it's my hard work and all this stuff. And if you if you publicly announce that in front of a group of people, I'm telling you, you just put a massive target on your back. Like it, 
you, you automatically, as soon as you said that, you got a target on your back. There's no, you're not going to bounce back from something like that. Well, so you talk about public, Brian. We all know who my guy is and, and military history. So Patton was known for pinning medals on soldiers. He went to hospitals and pinned Purple Hearts on soldiers. He was big on the reward or recognize in in, in uh, public. And he was also known for thanking people for their service, you know, the people that served with him. So, yeah, he had some bad stuff. I'm not saying he wasn't the perfect human being, but he also had some stuff that was very good. And that's one of those things. And that is part of the the mystique of Patton. Why if the men, if he was so hard on his men, why did they follow him into such impossible odds all the time? Well, that's why, mm-hmm. because he recognized him in public. He was gracious. He showed gratitude for what they did. He just really wanted to kick him in the backside all the time, but keep him. He was pushing him harder. That's all. But, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but that's one of the big things like with him was he used to carry like his aide would carry bags of medals around and he would just start pinning purple hearts on guys in the hospital during World War II. <laughs> wow. All right. So let's uh, let's round this out real quick. As leaders, we constantly look towards the future so that we can provide vision and direction for our organizations. Wow, that sounds familiar. We've talked about that. Uh, But sometimes we need to take a few minutes each day and recognize the hard work of those who got us to the present. In doing so, we cultivate a culture of gratitude that has positive impacts on our organizations and ourselves. And We can do that by saying the two words that our parents taught us a long time ago. Thank you. Short article, obviously we talked a while about it and then we tied it to another one. But I mean, it just, it speaks, it speaks to me loudly. I don't know about you, but it speaks to me loudly. It does, Brian, because this is so, and then, you know, through all our discussion, I'll be honest, I've read this article and I've had these discussions with my wife, but during our, our show, you kind of lose sight of this whole thing is about leadership lesson our parents taught us. And then you bring it right back right here. And it's like, I mean, they were grooming us to be leaders way back then by just teaching us, hey, what do you say? And I still see parents do that. Yep. Um, Halloween's a good example. Yep. When kids come to the door and, and the smaller kids who have parents with them, you know, the kid gets their candy, they turn, the parents goes, what do you say? I say that you're breeding, you're teaching a leader. That's what I say. That's just Ed speaking, though. Being and you're being an influencer. <laughs> That's crazy. Yes, and we're gonna talk. Yeah, yeah. We I feel like we talk about influence a once lot or twice on the show. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so I have already. I'm already ready to pop out a task here, man. I'm ready to to give uh, give uh, task out. Well, this should be interesting. Oh, no, it's 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 going to be interesting. And if you remember correctly, sometime back when we said, "Hey, we got we got the Facebook group." By the way, the Facebook group is found at Facebook in the search search bar. Type one zero one influence. Uh, that's going to be the podcast page. And then if you hit visit group, the little blue button says visit group, that'll take you to the closed Facebook group where you become a member of our group, basically our support, uh, you know, the support group. This is what the task will be, and you'll see it for episode 35. The task is write a note of gratitude to someone and make sure it is handwritten. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all you got to do. That re- That requires nothing on the website itself. Just write a handwritten note. 
It could be a card. It could be anything. I like, I like uh, old style stationery. How about you? I don't really have a preference. I just like, I don't know. I like a messy note, like, because it just shows, I don't know. It lets me know that it's definitely not computer generated, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. I could also like, for me, like what I plan on doing, because I said I plan on kind of adopting this. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a post-it. I'm a post-it note guy, man. I am a post-it note. So, I mean, somebody I work with may find a post-it note that just says, hey, I really appreciate uh, That's it. you taking the lead on the IPR for the change of command. Yeah. Do you remember? So, never know. Hey, let me ask you something. Do you remember when I got promoted? I do. Do you remember what you got in the mail after the promotion at all? Did I get a thank you note in the mail? You sure did. Yeah, because because if you remember correctly, was that, you? that was yes. If you remember correctly, I had I'd asked you for your address, and you thought I was sending you some type of gift, and I and I told you no, it's just a thank you note, buddy. <laughs> but yeah, oh, I do remember that. I thought yeah, yeah I thought yeah. you were sending me some. Uh, I thought you were sending me some uh, stuff about podcasting or some <laughs> some kind of propaganda to yeah. get me to podcast yeah. with you. <laughs> but it was it was uh I, I I find it I I'm I'm rather fond of like antique looking stuff or or, or older older um, stationery, and that's what I found. And then it just happened to be when I was looking for it, I found one of those things where you can melt wax and then you pour it over and you use a little stamp. The wax, I do remember that. <laughs> Actually, yeah. that's in my drawer. I may have. Yeah, that I, I like, I like, uh, I like that old wax, and you basically stamp it over the envelope so it seals the envelope with a wax. Uh, I, it's at home. I didn't bring it with me, but <laughs> I, to me, it's just stuff like it. I, if you take the time to do something for someone, all right, whether it be just a thank you or a handwritten note. But remember, the task is to do the handwritten note. All right, one handwritten note at least. Once a week. If you do once a week, you'll probably find yourself doing twice a week. And then you'll probably find yourself doing three or four at the end of each week to deliver out on Mondays. But, you know, those those are the things that help build a community. And if you were to get to the core of what it means to be an influencer, as an instinctive influencer, get to the core of it. That right there is one of the small things that helps us become better influencers. Because now, because we're showing that gratitude through a physical means of using our time of the day to show someone gratitude, we are going to influence somebody else out there to do something great. Wouldn't you say that, Ed? I would. So I was really just sitting here thinking, how much wife credit mm. can I get for writing a thank you note to my wife? She's going to listen to this. and But yeah. uh, beyond <laughs> wife credit, I actually, yeah, I actually think that's not a bad idea, though, because... So like, let's look at like, you know, like with your wife, right? I mean, she's there. She's got the two kids right now while you're away serving in Korea. But I mean, dropping her a line and say, hey, I appreciate because I know, you know, we know she's sacrificing stuff. And oh, yeah, the the wow, the feeling that she would have. And then my wife, you know, my wife is so many deployments and, and years apart. And maybe actually, here's a I good idea. Maybe listen, maybe. You send my wife a thank you note, and I send your wife a thank you note. Thank you for being married <laughs> that's to an amazing idea, co-host. man. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all we have for today. We want to try. We don't want to go too long because I know if you've noticed, some of our shows have been getting a little longer, and we get so winded. But uh, we don't want to. You know, we don't want to. You know, waste any time. We want to get straight to the point. Hey, gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. Show it, and you, it will. It will reflect. I guarantee it. You have anything else for me? 
Yeah, like Brian said, if you show gratitude, there's a lot of benefits, emotional, social, personality. There's research where it's got a health advantage to you, even helping you sleep better. And absolutely, it's going to help you with your career. And all those things are going to help you be a happier person. So um, show some gratitude. Thank somebody. Thank the person at Walmart today when you go in there and say, hey, thank you for your good service. Something. Absolutely. And you know what? If you could, if you would... Help show us some gratitude by letting us know what you think about the show. Uh, go go onto the web go onto the website or actually just go to the Facebook one. It works just as well. And give us your your opinion, your thoughts. I mean, and if it's if you don't like some of the stuff, let us know too because we're all about open feedback, honest feedback. To to me, that is being very gracious in a sense. When I receive that honest feedback and somebody lets me know. Uh, where I'm missing the mark and then I can make adjustments that right there, that leaps and bounds above everything else. So, but let us know, let us know what you think about the show. Give us some, give us some uh, feedback uh, on, on Facebook. Just go to one zero one influence in your search bar. Other than that, I I'm, I'm ready to close this one out today about you, Ed. Yeah. uh, Hopefully everybody did a little learning today. Uh, We like to contribute to your lifelong learning. So yeah. Um, Excellent episode, Brian. Oh, man, I couldn't agree more. So with that, I am. I appreciate your work on the episode. Oh, thank you. Thank you for all the work you did, actually. (laughs) With that, I am Brian. And I am Ed. And this has been the Instinctive Influencer Podcast. We thank you so much for listening. Do you get it? I said thank you. Have a great day.